0: The series is called The Jesus Way. We're going to talk about the way of surrender. We're going to talk about the way of love. We're going to talk about the way of forgiveness and grace. See, because when we think about the Jesus Way, it's the opposite of everybody else's way. It's the opposite of the world. It's the opposite of how literally everything that goes on. The Jesus Way, it seems hard. But if we're gonna live a life that's following after him and a life that's blessed and a life that's full, we have to choose to live the Jesus way, amen? So that's where we're gonna go for the next couple of weeks. I believe that God is going to use this to challenge some of you, to call some of you out to live differently. I know for me, it has done amazing things as I have went and spent time with the Lord and allow it to challenge me. How many of you remember, back in the 90s, uh, this little concept of WWJD? Does anybody remember? Right? What did it stand for? What would Jesus do, would Jesus do right? It was a pastor, a youth pastor, I believe, and came up with the concept, and it, like, took off viral back in those days. And they had all kinds of merchandise and T-shirts and bracelets, and, and it was this concept of, before you're doing anything else, stop. Stop and ask yourself the question, what would Jesus do, right? What a phenomenon. And, you know, as I was thinking, and and I'm like, I really feel like we've gotten really away from the concept of living as if what would Jesus do, we're really comfortable with like, well, I'm going to live how I want to do. I'm going to read scripture, and I'm going to make it fit my life. Instead of reading scripture and fitting my life, for the Bible, right? It, we, we, we've done it all backwards. And so as I was thinking about that, I'm like, oh man, this is great. It's like we can bring back the WWJD, except now it's the Jesus way. So I want to challenge you today as we get into scripture, open your heart to see it a little bit different. Challenge yourself to begin to live more of the Jesus way. Amen. Can we do that? So at the end of today, I'm just going to tell you, we've got bracelets for you, all right? It says the Jesus way. I don't know about you, but it's great for me. They're great reminders to remind me how I want to live, who I want to be. doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect, and it certainly doesn't mean I'm not going to make mistakes, because that's going to happen. But these are going to be great reminders for us to where our heart's direction wants to be, right? Which is to live his way. So we're going to get those at the end of service. And at the end of service, I'm just telling you where we're going at the end. I'm going to play the song, The Jesus Way, but before we get into the rest of today, I want to read some of these lyrics because they're convicting and because this is where Jesus is calling us to live. And this is hard. We're going to need his strength. We're going to need his power to be able to live the Jesus way. It's not just comes normal because we got too much flesh. We haven't died enough To ourselves, right? We're in that process, right? But we're still here on earth, and we still like things our way, right? We like our rights. We like our soft, comfortable Christianity. We like it our way. But if we truly want to follow Jesus, we've got to live it his way. So here are are some of the, the lyrics. It says this, "'If you curse me, then I will bless you. If you hurt me, I will forgive.'" And if you hate me, then I will love you. I choose the Jesus way. Ugh, right? Just do an altar call right now. (sighs) Goes on to say, if you're helpless, I will defend you. If you're burdened, I'll share the weight. And if you're hopeless, then let me show you. There's hope in the Jesus way, and it says, I'll follow Jesus. I'll follow Jesus. He wore my sin. I'll gladly wear his name. That just gets me every time. He wore my sin, so I'll gladly wear his name. He is the treasure, and he is the answer. I choose the Jesus way. It says, if you strike me, I will embrace you. If you chain me, I'll sing his praise. And if you kill me, my home is heaven, for I choose the Jesus way. And then it goes on later, it says that I choose surrender. I choose to love. Oh God, my Savior, you'll always be enough. I choose forgiveness. I choose grace. I choose to worship, no matter what I face. This is what we've been called to, to live the Jesus way. And I'm going to tell you, church, we're not guaranteed that things are going to get easier. If you look in Scripture, you look in Revelation, Matthew 24, Mark 21, we're living in days where we could walk into some persecution, some things that aren't going to be real fun for those that follow Jesus. And so we've got to be firmly planted in whose way we're walking in, right? Right? Amen. So let's pray as we open up scripture and we talk about surrender today. God, thank you for meeting us here today. Lord, we don't take for granted this opportunity to gather corporately. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for speaking to us already. God, as we open up your word, we pray, I pray that you will illuminate truth to our hearts, to our minds. I pray you'll challenge us where we need to be challenged. Grow us where we need to grow. Help us where we need help. We thank you, Jesus, that your word is living and active. We thank you for this moment today. In your precious name, amen. Amen. I'm pretty emotional, so apologize for that because this whole concept of surrender is something that I feel like I've had to do over and over in my life. Um, different times, I've had to again say to the Lord, not my will, but your will. And those are always moments that are difficult because then more of me dies. <laughs> More of him lives and it's always a good thing and great what the Lord does, but those are, those are difficult places. Surrender is not easy, right? Even the first impression of the word surrender is, tends to be negative, right? Usually it's associated with weakness, like in war, oh, well, they surrendered. Well, that can be seen as sign of weakness. However, surrendering to the Lord takes a lot of strength. Only when you surrender your daily life to Jesus do we really ultimately find life? Mark eight, thirty-five, and this is the Living Bible says, Jesus said, Only those who throw away their lives for my sake and for the sake of the good news will ever know what it means to really live. Only those that give up their life for Christ and the good news are gonna really ultimately know what it means to live. The emphasis is placed on his way, not our way. Amen? It's important to be surrendered to what God wants you to do, what he wants you to do, and where he wants you to go. Not your will, but his will. Surrendering to God is the, ble- the best way to live a blessed life. If you want to have a blessed life, then give it up. Give it up. Give up your life. Surrender it to him and let Jesus take over. Then you will live live blessed. Doesn't mean it will be perfect, doesn't mean we'll have trials, but you will be living life the way Jesus wants you to. It's not just a commitment to God that we're asking for, because that focuses on what we can do for God. You see, there's a difference between knowing Jesus as your Savior versus knowing Jesus as your Lord. Jesus as Savior means you prayed a prayer, you've asked Jesus to come into your heart and life, and now you're saved and you're going to heaven, right? In that moment. Jesus is Lord. Yeah, you've already prayed that prayer and you've continued to walk out being justified and sanctified day by day by day, and you are learning the Jesus way. You're living the Jesus way. You're walking the way Jesus walked. Your life is not your own. Jesus is your Lord, He's on your heart's throne, not you. There's a difference. And that's what discipleship does, right? It takes us from knowing Jesus just as Savior, right? Saved, going to heaven, my sins are forgiven in that moment. As we are discipled and we become to know Jesus more, then we we, we understand him as Lord, Master. I'm the servant. He's the master. My life, I give it to you. You do with what you want. Make sense? sense? Huge difference. Huge difference. It's a process of discipleship, and we're all in that, right? Some of us maybe only know Jesus as Lord. You're just new to knowing Jesus, and that's okay, because again, it's a process, and he's a father, and he loves us, so he gives us grace, right? But we want to get to the point where we know him as Lord, that we follow him, Right? Let's look at a couple scriptures. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12, verse one. It says this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, I beg you, to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Living a life of surrender, the Jesus way, is going to cause you to give your life as a living sacrifice to the Lord. You put your whole self on the altar, your dreams, the things that you want to do, your cares, your desire, you put it all on the altar and you say, it's yours, Jesus, I give it to you. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. My old self. That's that's the stuff before you knew Jesus, right? Been crucified with Christ. You don't live anymore. Once you've known Jesus, you've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you. It's now Him living through you, right? We got to let ourselves die, deny ourselves daily, pick up our cross. Amen? The picture here in these scriptures are surrender, 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 lay it down, give it up. People don't like that word, though, these days. It's too costly. So we've replaced the word surrender with another word, which is still a good word. It just doesn't have as much of a weight. So our society is, now we use the word commitment, right? You guys know, right? We can be committed to something. But it's different to be committed to something than surrendering to something. They're not the same. Let's take a couple look at it. Commitment. Focuses on what I, I what I want to do for God, right? Commitment, number two, what I can or have achieved for God. Number three, commitment focuses on our diligence. Like again, what we do well for him. I've been committed. I've been an usher for 40 years, right? Focuses on I. Commitment, number four, focuses on self-centered living, well, here's what I'm able to commit to, these things, right? These things. I, I'm in control, and I commit to these things. Again, it's not a bad thing, but it focuses on us. And number five, with commitment, we see the sacrifices that we make for God. I've been a faithful this or that. I've done this. We are, the focus and commitment comes back to always what I'm doing, right? So let's look at what surrender looks like. A little bit different. Surrender, number one, focuses on what God wants me to do. Number two, focuses on what God has done. Not all what we've done. See the difference? Number three, surrender focuses on obedience. Number four, focuses on Christ-centered living and number five, surrender sees only the cross and his sacrifice for me, not the other way around. So, commitment is good. We want to be committed. But the scripture in Christ is calling us to live surrendered. Do you see the difference? The weakness of commitment is that we are in control, we are the ones making the decisions we can still decide what and how much we ultimately want to commit to. The truth is, it's more important to know what God wants us to do than to focus on what we want to do for God. The focus should be on him, not on us. On what God wants and not what we can do. On his will and desires, not my plan and my wishes. At first, they sound the same, but commitment and surrender are very different. Scripture speaks often of surrender. So what is the difference between commitment and surrender? When you make a commitment, you are still in control, no matter how noble the thing is that you commit to. One can commit to pray, to study the Bible, to give your money, to lose weight. There's lots of things we can commit to, right? But whatever we choose to commit to, we still are deciding how much we actually are going to commit to. But surrender is different. If somebody holds a gun and asks you to lift your hands in the air as a token of surrender, right, you don't in that moment begin to list your commitments. You simply surrender and say, and do as you're told, right? You simply throw your hands up and say, okay, uh, all right, I'm, I'm in. I'm going to surrender to you. Huge difference. Americans, we love our commitments. We love it. Because again, we, we, I, I am in control. But we're called to be slaves for Jesus. We're called to surrender our life to him fully. When Jesus called the disciples, he didn't say, hey, come follow me partially, still hold on to some things, only give a little bit of your heart and life, that'll be okay. No, he said, come follow me, leave it all behind and come follow me. Huge difference, right? We're called to follow Jesus and leave it all behind we got to live in the world, we got to be in the world, right? But we, we are not supposed to be like the world. We should look different, talk different, love different, give different. We're called to live the Jesus way. And by God's grace, we're going to be a church that lives the Jesus way. Not in perfection, because we're not going to do it perfect. Because none of us are. But by his grace, right, we can have our heart's direction moving towards that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We are to submit to God. James says it in James 4 uh, says this. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee for you. From you. He will flee from you. Humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Humble ourselves. Resist the devil, and he will flee. We've got to submit ourselves to God. He is the one and only. He's the boss. He's in control, right? We listen to him. We obey him. We need him, and he's in control. And he's so amazing that he's given us scripture, which is a guidebook. Literally, how to live, how to love, what we need to do in life, where we get wisdom. Everything that we need to know, he's given it to us in written form, the living word. Amen? Surrender means yielding control or ownership to what we consider ours, our lives, our possessions, our time, our rights. We're in a culture right now where it's everybody's rights. My right, my rights, my rights. Listen, when we become followers of Jesus, we sign on the dotted line, we give it all up. We don't have rights anymore. We're his. He bought us. We're no longer ourselves, amen. We're His. Surrending, surrendering to God means taking up God's best, His plan, and dropping ours. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to drop your plans and pick God's up to walk that out? It's costly, it's worth it, it's the best thing ever. Surrendering to God for me has taken me so many different places. I grew up in Nebraska, and I left there because God called me to go to ministry training in Illinois. I spent many years there, met amazing people, got incredible training, grew my heart for the Lord. And then God called me to leave there and go somewhere else, went to California. Often I think about those moments and those times of surrender because those were difficult. Those weren't easy to leave friends and family, things that you're all settled in. Great worlds, great jobs, great pays. Those aren't easy to just be like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and leave. I'm going to go ahead and do this. But my life is not my own. And when the Lord said, it's time, I need you to go here. Now, sometimes we had to negotiate. And I'll be honest. <laughs> How many ever years ago, before I took this lead pastorate, there was about a year plus where the Lord and I were negotiating. Because he, he was calling me out to lead a church. And I was like, I don't know about that. And so it doesn't mean it's always easy. It doesn't mean the conversation always comes, sure, God, no problem, right? Jacob wrestled with God so much so that he had a limp. Sometimes in our surrender, it's going to take some fight. (sighs) But ultimately, in my situation, the Lord wins, right? He always wins. And obviously I'm here today, thank you Jesus. Just we're getting ready to celebrate 5 years. It's been that I've been here at Rockside. God called me to lead a church. God called me here. How incredible. But that takes a surrender. I had to leave my other church, my friends of 12 years. I had to leave them. That's difficult. The world of it was easy. Everything was already in place. And you move and you go to a new place. They don't know you. You don't know what it's going to look like. Surrender is not easy. But when you trust the Lord with your life, it's worth it. Amen? In surrendering, we give up the notion that we know what is best. And therefore, letting go of whatever has kept us from God's best in our lives. It's time to let go. Some of you in here today, it's time for you to let go. And let God lead your life. It's time for you to say yes to the Jesus way and stop living your way. Because your way keeps turning the same thing. You're getting the same results. That's called insanity. It's time for something different. Amen? (laughs) All right, let's turn to, here we go. Turn with me to Mark chapter 14. We're going to look at Jesus. There's a lot of examples of surrendered lives in the Bible Abraham, we could spend a lot of time. I, I did a study on him when I was in ministry school, and I really resonate with Abraham, because God called him to go. <laughs> and part of his story, he's like, "Where do you want me to go?" And he goes, "I'll just, I'll show you. I'll just show you." So you know, follow the cloud and the whatever. And <laughs> like I think about that, like in the desert, he wakes up and he's like, "Okay, today, Lord, I'm following you, and we're going." Oh, there's that. We're gonna go that direction, like. Wow, the trust, the faith um, that it took for Abraham. And there's multiple stories through Abraham's life of surrender that we don't have time to talk about, but, get, but read the story of Abraham. I mean, goodness, the Lord has him take Isaac, his son, who he had promised, and finally gets him. And then he's like, got to take him up a mountain and now sacrifice him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> But his life was surrendered to God, and even though he didn't understand, I can't imagine what that was like, he still was walking it through, because ultimately, he trusted the God that had already been with him, and walked him through everything, so he knew that there had to be some reason why he was going through this. I can't imagine. The one thing he had waited for, his son, and finally, and now he's got to give it up. There's no, amazing, amazing examples of surrender, but we're going to look at Jesus' He is the supreme example. so turn with me to mark chapter 14. And you already know we're gonna we're gonna go to the garden Gethsemane to his conversation with God towards the end. Hold on, I'm getting there. <laughs> you guys doing good y'all yeah? Mark fourteen. Verse thirty-two is where we're going to start. So Jesus is um, in the in the garden. Before he knows what's coming, he knows what God's plan is. Jesus' life, all throughout his life, he's lived surrendered to the will of God. Um, but this is where it comes to like a culmination, right? It's not too far in advance. He knows. The cross is coming. His sacrifice is coming. He's going to be giving his life for people. He knows all of that. And so he's at this place. And I want us, as we read this, I want you to imagine, because sometimes we're like, well, well that's Jesus. You know, he's God. So, so he can, yes, but he was 100% human at this time. So he feels what we feel. He goes through what we go through. He had to decide for himself that he was going to follow God but yet he had to wrestle with it. And I love, I love this scripture passage because it shows us that, that he even had to wrestle with it himself, all right? It says this, verse 32, then they went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And Jesus said, and of course, he's talking to his disciples who had been with him for many years. Sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he became deeply troubled and distressed. Shows that he had emotions and feelings, right? Verse 34, he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Now again, he brought the three, the closest, the three closest to him. He brought with him In this time of turmoil, in this time where Jesus is struggling with what's about to happen. So he brings his three closest folks. Verse 35 says he went on a little farther and he fell to the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. And then verse 36 is is his actual words to God says abba father says jesus crying out to his father cried out everything is possible for you please take this cup of suffering away from me yet i want your will to be done not mine then he returned and found the disciples asleep he said to peter simon are you asleep couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Verse 38, keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. So here we have Jesus, our Savior, in his most humanist point, coming to the realization of what he's going to have to do for us wanting to do God's will. But yet, even in that moment, I love that the scripture says that he still came to his father and was like, but since you can do all things, if it's possible, could this pass me by? I don't know about you, but that gives me great hope that Jesus has got all my humanness figured out, right? Because in that moment, he's being real human. He's crying out for a way around the pain and a way around the suffering. Crying out to his father. And even in that anguish and brokenness and what he knew was to come, he still entered that prayer with, yet, I want your will to be done and not mine. He was committed to go to the cross, absolutely. But it had to take him to a point of surrender where he said, okay, God, not mine, but your will. And this example is so good for us to be reminded of. This is what we have to do in our lives. We have to get to the point where no matter the pain or the suffering, no matter what we're facing or what we're going through, no matter how hard it is, doesn't mean we don't pray, right? We do pray. We ask the Lord to help us in our struggles and in our areas of weakness and the things that are hard and in our sicknesses and our disease. We ask him for help, right? We come before him. But then we also have to live surrendered and say, but yet, God, we know your perspective is bigger than ours. So not my will, but your will be done. And we have to trust him that he's got it all figured out. You guys, surrender is not easy, Scripture says that Jesus was in such anguish that he sweat blood, like drops of blood. Surrendering his will to God's will was not easy. It's not going to be easy for us either, but it's worth it. It's worth the pain to say yes. It's worth it to allow God to get a hold of your life and to change you in a way that you don't just live a committed Christian life, you live a surrendered life that says, I follow Jesus no matter the cost, amen? Surrender brings life and blessing, but it's a choice. It's a choice. You don't have to live surrendered. That's up to you. Your life will be better for it, but it's not easy and it's difficult and it's painful, but it's the best thing I've ever done. My life is not my own. I sometimes have to come back to different seasons and recommit myself to living surrendered. And I think we sometimes have to do that as well. We have to bring ourselves back to a point of, all right, Lord, I surrender all again. as I was just in this space of talking about the way of surrender and living the Jesus way, there are really five blessings that I wanna talk about really quickly. Five blessings of surrender, right? Reasons why this is a positive thing to do, even though it's painful, even though it's different than the world, right? But there are five blessings of surrender, here they are. Number one says this, you grow closer to him. When you surrender your life to him completely, you're going to grow closer to him. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 37. We're going to look at verses 23 and 24. I'll tell you, with all the different conversations I've had with the Lord, again, some of them have been easier than others. Some of them have been negotiations and took a while for me to get my will aligned with his. But you grow closer in those moments. I trust him with my life because he's proven it over and over, just like he proved, proved it to Abraham over and over again. He's done it in my life, he'll do it for your life as well. Psalm 37, verses 23 and 24 it says this. Yeah, you can take that one off. That was the one that I'm using. Sorry. The Lord directs the steps of the godly, he delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. When you live surrendered, just like Abraham, the Lord directs our life. We don't have to worry about having it all figured out. We trust him. And even if you stumble and even if you fall, the Lord walks with you. What peace that we have, amen? We're not on our own to figure it all out. Second blessing of surrender is this. You hear his voice more clearly. John chapter 10 says this, verses 3 and 5. Oh, I'm going to have to go there because I added a scripture. John chapter 10, I made some edits beyond um, 3 through 4, says this. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. When you're surrendered and you're living the life the Jesus way, you will hear his voice more clearly. You will learn. You will know what to do and when not to do it, right? Because you are listening and you're hearing. Number three, you are led by his spirit. Romans 8, 14 says this, For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. I want to be a bit led by him, amen? For all who are led by the Spirit are children of God. That's one of the blessings, that we are led by his Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give us wisdom beyond our years, speak to you things that you don't know. Amen. Give you discernment in making decisions for your life. It's important that we're led by the Spirit. And surrendering our life helps us to get there. Number four, you walk in his authority over evil. Yes. That should excite some people. We, yeah, yeah, right? We, we're not, we're not the, like we've got power over the enemy. He doesn't have to taunt us anymore. Because of Jesus and what he's done, we have power over evil. Luke 10 says this. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. They were like, wow, this is cool. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. The power of the name of Jesus. The demons have to flee. We have power and authority because of Jesus. Surrendered life enables you to walk in the power and the authority of Jesus because you're not doing it on your own. You're surrendered to him and his Holy Spirit. Amen? Number five, the blessing. He enlarges your vision. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter three. Familiar scripture verse, but so good. Ephesians 3, 14 through, and I added the next one, 20. And it says this. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, yes, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts and you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. In verse 20, which we don't have on our notes, but it says, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might think or ask. Amen, right? He gives us more because of that. He enlarges our vision when we live surrendered. So our job is to choose. Our job is to decide, are we gonna live the way of Jesus? Are we gonna live the way of surrender or are we gonna keep doing it our own way? I'll tell you, if you live a surrendered life, You're going to love that a lot more than doing it your own way. So let's do this. As we begin to close today, I want you to think about this. Begin to practice this, this phrase. Say to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to leave it to you to decide. Lord, I'm going to give you everyone and everything. I'm going to surrender it to you fully. Practice that this week, in the weeks to come. Begin saying that small prayer to the Lord. I'm just surrendering it all to you. My hopes, my dreams, everything that I want, my life. Romans 12, 1, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna live a living sacrifice. Help me, Lord, to do that. Remember, it's not about how committed you are, although that's great. But it's about how surrendered you are to Jesus. He's calling us today to surrender. To a life of surrender. A way of surrender. So in this moment I want you just to close your eyes and I want you to take inventory of your life and just see where or what you might need to surrender to God. It might be A couple things, it might be your entire life. I'm not sure. But I want you just to take a moment and ask yourself, take inventory of your heart and your life. What do you need to surrender? What does that look like?